SRX 900 series. And the VTX series of speakers, but it was, I, I thought it was going to be more than a sales pitch and playback demo, but that's all it was, was a sales talk and uh, playback. Well, that's unfortunately, uh, that's definitely unfortunate. I was, I was hoping you would get more for your money than that, but then again, you didn't pay anything. Well, oh, I got free stuff. I got free stuff. They, they gave me stuff. They gave me you stuff, swag. but you got swag, I, did, I got, eh? I got a black, another get? black shirt. Imagine that. Oh yeah, well, we—that's the one thing guys. we can never have enough of. And 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 gloves also. They gave gave out gloves, like oh. work gloves. That's pretty cool. Really, I guess I guess they're trying to tell you something, eh? Right. Is that their yeah. um, audio road show? Uh, exactly, the audio road show. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it was here in Vegas on the thirtieth. Oh no, kidding. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, where, let's where introduce was it everybody. In Vegas? Um, it was uh, at AV Vegas on on Arville on the west side. Oh, interesting. Okay. Anyway, let's introduce the show at least. Okay. Our current event show, number 176. Unbelievable, as I may say. Unbelievable. 176 in a row. Uh, this is an opinion show. We're going to talk about whatever's on our mind, mostly current events. But right now we're talking about the JBL Roadshow. And um, we've got our panel in the room. Uh, you might, you guys want to introduce yourself? Up to you. Uh, hi, I'm Ken. I'm a sound guy. Yeah, hey, I'm David. I'm a sound guy. Hey, I'm Jan Landy, a wannabe sound guy. There you go. Used to be but, a sound uh, guy. Now I don't know what I am anymore. You're not so sound <laughs> anymore. Huh? Well, so so the most the thing my takeaway from this uh, from the JBL Audio Roadshow two things. I'm not sure what other people got about it, out of it, but for me, it was nice to see. I, I'm not sure what the price point of their SRX 900 series is, but it's a you know, it's a plastic box that doesn't sound like a plastic box. That's totally a real line array. It's not a VRX. It's not an imitation line array. It's a real, real full-on line array, self-powered, very high-tech in a little, and I have a feeling very inexpensive package. Hey, there's Kurt. Hi, Kurt. What? What? You're not working? That's crazy. Anyway. What does it uh, weigh, the, Kenny? What does it weigh? You know, that's a good question. I don't know much I, I of the was working. about it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the SRX 900 was nice. It was good to see that there's, you know, the JBL is producing a very low end, but not as low end as the VRX speaker system. And the other thing that was freaking amazing was the SB28 subwoofer. They had a stack of three of them. And I mean, this is probably very common, but I've never experienced it like this in person so drastically. They had it in cardioid configuration. Two on top were facing forward. One on the bottom was fake, facing upstage. And they played some very low ending material through it. And I swear to you, the, the difference between in front of it and behind it was, to my ears, shocking. So I was very impressed by that. And I asked the guy, I said, is that just, you know, turning the cabinet around and plugging it in? Or is there technology? He said, oh, there's a lot of technology going on with that to make that be that good and he said there's so much technology that with a stack of three speakers like that if you face them all forward or if you do the uh, cardioid configuration that we have here there's only one db of difference in overall level i said well that's pretty impressive so i was pretty impressed by that and it's probably because i'm new to subwoofer you know to cardioid subwoofer arrays but it's probably can pretty I common subwoofer please do so yeah we do that all the time if you're doing it with two L two boxes and you flip the top one around, you'll steer down and you flip the 
bottom one around, you'll steer up. If you do it with, like you said, two facing forward in the bottom one, they're steering up slightly, which would work great, like in a theater with a slope or something. If you turn the center one around to face upstage and the bottom and top are facing forward, you're going to get a straight coverage pattern that's not going to tip up or down. And what they're doing is they're inverting the electrical polarity of the center, whichever box is backwards, it's polarity inverted. And then there's a delay time that's calculated to uh, match the amount of time it takes for the wave to get from the front of the forward firing speaker to the front of the baffle of the rear firing speaker. And so it's a time offset and you end up with a, a, a wave that's essentially 180 degrees out of polarity when it meets the back one. And it, so it sums moving forward and cancels moving rearward. We get about to 10 to 12 dB of rear rejection commonplace. And usually maybe two dB of summing up front that wouldn't be there otherwise. And you'll, if, I don't know if you walked around them, but if you notice when you got to 45 degrees is when it almost completely disappears. So the, the target is to place the subs in a position where they, the apex of that cancellation will be like where the drum riser is. And if you do this right, uh, right. You, you get to that certain spot and the drummer can't even tell there's a PA. Yeah, yeah. That, I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking if they could do that with their top boxes also, that would be spectacular. Well, but, but, the subs, but, the, but the subs, I was very impressed. He claimed it was 20 dB of uh, rejection or whatever you call it, you know, lower lower 20 dB yeah. lower level off the back. That I swear it, it sounded like good. more. It sounded like more to me because I, there was so much deep low end, so much 40, 50, 60 hertz in front of what it. What kind of room were like you in? Nothing. The JBL demo room. It's kind of a 100 by 100 kind of room, you know, with okay. a 30 foot ceiling. Anyway, it was very impressive. It was very impressive. Okay, now, let me ask you something for somebody who doesn't know anything about anything here. Why would you want the subwoofer to come out in the rear? And that's point, that's question A. And number two, isn't it true that subwoofers are omnidirectional? They're not directional in they general? Are, Go for it, Kurt. Kurt's got a better answer of, to this. This is a way of making them directional. You want to get rid of rumble or like in my case down in Bend, it's a huge deal to not be hitting backwards with low frequency to the homes. So yes, if you don't do anything about it, low frequencies are omnidirectional, mostly. The higher they go, the less that's the case. But by introducing the destructive interference behind it, you're canceling waveforms. So you turn the speaker around so that it's positive is in the opposite direction as the positive of the forward facing one. But then you flip them in delay, you flip the polarity in delay time in order to realign it one wavelength behind. And anyway, and Jan, Jan, the, 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 the desired uh, end result is to have the subwoofer energy only go to the audience, not go to the stage at all, you know, behind the behind the speakers. So maybe right, I explained that's exactly it correct. That's so. So that's why it didn't make any sense to me why they would be why you would want it to come out in the rear, because then it would just be hitting the stage. But the one that's going backwards is, is purposely going that direction in order to introduce the destructive cancellations that get rid of the ambient low frequency noise. 
Ah, and so this is a universal, this is a universal known because if you're using it with JBL and I know that Kurt uses Meyer, so that means that's a universal, a universal uh, fact now. Yeah, everybody does it. The methodology is, but the numbers are going to change a little bit as far as delay times and stuff like that. Because and and there's and there's different approaches to it, aren't there? Like end fire and blah blah. Yeah, there are different ways you can do it, and you can hang them end fire, which is an array behind an array, and possibly a third one, and you can slope them down. Meyer does that in Europe a lot at some of those big festivals, and that's another way of aiming the low frequency lobe steering it down into the people so it's hitting the audience rather than traveling a mile and a half down the road that however anyway, it was it, the my takeaway was it was very impressive the way jbl implemented it though. yes it's it's a, a game changer for live audio it makes the monitor mixes it makes the performance uh area much better it makes all the backstage area like where the, the production people are and the you know ticket people and all that stuff they don't have to get pummeled all day long it's it's much less fatiguing for everyone on site if you do it that way uh the yep. whole thing with and fire and all of these really long there's nobody ever has that kind of time or that kind of space if you got a week to set up and it's a huge outdoor festival sure but if you're rolling in with a truck and you're trying to do a gig and be up and running in three hours there's no time and there's never space to do all of that end fire stuff um and a lot of it tends to push the barricade 20 feet off the stage and nobody's going to go for that so that so what, what um what Ken's describing is is kind of like ninety nine percent of what people end up doing for to achieve. Cardio. So so why would why would uh, somebody not like some uh, sound system not have that? Like for example, I did a festival my first festival last week, and they had subs everywhere, and they were scattered about the front of the stage. It was a DMB system, and I thought they're not in cardioid mode at all. They're just stacks of two, stacks of two, or stacks of three or something scattered about the front of the stage. I thought, why don't they do cardioid? You order? can introduce time uh, time values between different cabinets that will steer the array. So you can do things when you have them all in a line like that. If they're individually addressed and have different processing times, you can make an arc. The reason you want to do something where, like, ideally for me, I would love to do a cardioid center cluster because then I get a nice even bubble that goes out into the audience. As soon as you do left and right, then you start getting power alleys. You get a null and a hot shot and a null. And unfortunately, that's just the reality of the space we're given at shows. Like, you can't really put it in the center most of the time. And then as a byproduct of that, too, if you try to put it in the center, and do cardioid that would be ideal but the problem is most of the time the stage itself is going to interfere with it if it's a hollow stage it's going to either resonate or the wave is going to go underneath the deck and get trapped and altered in a way that it no longer is canceling correctly and if you have a concrete stage you've got to be at least six feet off of any rigid surface so the back of your rear firing sub would have to be six feet off the stage which puts the front of the whole array about 10 feet out so now totally impractical or impossible security security demanding to have lateral access they're going to want another fire code three feet so now you're 13 14 feet off the downstage edge with a barricade and no one will go for that so it's very difficult to do cardioid center cluster and have it actually work i see people try it all the time and they think it's working but it's not because they're just blasting right into the concrete and it's it's the destructive wave the waves not sort of as effective as it should be yeah, because the concrete itself messes up the, the rear firing wave and it doesn't really work in a broadband way that a way that it should. 
You're Got making it, it sound like JBL was way ahead of their time when they when, when what was that? What was that box they have uh, that didn't have a back on it? Uh, what was it? I HLA, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, system. that has nothing to do with this. That was not it. <laughs> but 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 you're but Kurt, you're reminding me of uh, when we the HLA system. Using, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. The HLA when I was system. using uh, EAW 850s, when would that have been, Jan? When I was using 850s on Manilow. And we were we did a gig in uh, Massachusetts. Is that where EAW was at that time? Early nineties. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we, the early nineties. We went to EAW and we got the tour of the place. And we said, so you know, one thing you can help us with getting the low end more uniform throughout the room, right? And they said, put the subwoofers in the middle. I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. But that was their answer. If you put the subwoofers in the middle instead of left and right, your your low end will be much more uniform throughout the room. So you're reminding me of that. Yeah, the the, the monoblock in the center is great because you don't get the hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold. I could pull up a screen share to show you, but you already know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and yeah, besides, yeah. most of the audience so, is asleep by now, so we don't want but to. But but JBL was at this session that I went to today, Kurt. JBL was saying that if you get five subwoofers spaced evenly across the front and you get the measurements between them enter those enter those measurements into the blah blah program that they use and they will they will uh it will even you know they can even out the coverage significantly by having those five separate clusters yeah that's what i'm talking about about they have to be independently addressed like with meyer it's easy because they're self-powered so all you do is send the signal that's processed with JBL or anybody else's amplifiers, you've got to be much more specific about which amplifier is getting a certain input and which. Well, that's the thing. There, there. These subwoofers that they were showing us are self-powered. Oh, okay. Well, then, same kind of deal. But yes, yeah. that's that's what I was talking about about evenly spaced across. That's you have to figure out what that distance is, and model that and how it's going to create or not create the nodes. And then you, you can also use delay time, even though none of them are backwards, to help steer right. oh no kidding to steer it forward yeah really well he, or we're putting, i think we're putting david to sleep i think we're putting david to sleep uh, i think you put right by now everybody's asleep but you know that's about it you know i've worked this he hard can't bring that kind no, of it's stuff okay we get the engineering the engineering corner where i really miss right now is wayne sims wayne should be in the room right well, now because this would yeah. be like oh my god he'd be drooling at this <laughs> so, point in time. so the thing is that that was my takeaway though from this demonstration was that that subwoofer difference from front to back was to my way of thinking, really, no, really great. So you know, I just, doing I, maybe I've never, maybe I've never experienced it before, but that was my takeaway because I've, because it was great. It's a game changer. Was it Raul running the show? No, no, he wasn't there. All right. So I have a question. So you have your cabinets, you have your three subs, one rear firing underneath the other two. Do the parameters change? With it gig to gig, or can you just set them up and let them go? No, they are independent of the room. I mean, the room will impact their performance and placement. You got to make sure you're not reflecting into a, a rigid, hard surface like concrete or something, or something that's going to absorb it or trap it, like a like a hollow stage. So that element can change, but the delay time and the polarity inversion um don't change because that stack is the same it's the yeah a stack of three is a stack of three it doesn't matter where it is right so they can, be careful how you deploy it but you don't change the math right so it can be set and ready to go for every gig and you we just use all the time my my uh big meyer subs all my meyer subs were right around in stacks of three with the center one reversed that's how they travel 
and we put them in place and we wire them up and it's the processor has the delay time and the polarity inversion in the program that we've built and it just works. That's great. Now, do you need more subs to get more SPL if you have one facing rear? That's what no. I, that's what the guy from JBL was telling me was that you they only by by doing that facing the one backwards, you know, he said that that is only one dB less than if you had all three facing forward. And then Kurt had another spec for what you were doing. We noticed a dB or two of of uh, addition, but it also depends on the, the you know you can play around with the delay time to if you increase the delay time you can potentially have more cancellation which might be what can experience that results in a db of loss out front but you can also set it in a place that'll be uh, maybe le a little bit less cancellation but uh, zero net loss in front or even a summation so it kind of depends on how, what side of the ideal delay time you are you can you can you can slide the scale around a little bit depending on how much projection so, you so have in the rear so back to our original subject, what are they doing with subwoofers, if anything, at the Sphere? No idea. Scoville will know all about it. My understand, I haven't heard of anything about subwoofers at all in that building. All I have heard about is the hollow plot. And I don't remember reading anything about subwoofers in the hollow plot. Right. That's the big question. How do they get those subs out of those hollow plots? Do they, you know, those frequency, how do, how do they get that frequency range of below 80 hertz out of the holoplot? Is it is it there or is it just nice and clear and in your face and there's nothing below 60 hertz or something? You know what I mean? No way U2 is going to play there and not have anything below 60 hertz. So there's something being done. Modern music, modern music is just completely built from 80 down. I mean... Yeah, I'm sure money, but it, know what you're not, saying. But did you did you hear what I, uh, the rumor that I heard about the money and relating to Bono? No, about he got ninety nine percent of all the money. Oh yeah, that's the that's a good rumor. I heard ninety percent. I heard he got nine. I, uh, not he, only that, I, I heard. Hear that. I heard. I heard it. You know what I else that. I heard? Here's what I heard, Kurt. Here, Kurt. Here's what I heard, Kurt. That he listened to the sound. I'm not sure what the sound was. And he was listening to but he auditioned the sound in there and said it's it's bad in some way like awful worst sound i ever heard some some very strong adjective about the sound being bad and they said okay listen we'll give you 90 percent of the of the door and then he went okay whatever we'll, we'll work it out because i i'm reading between the lines i'm guessing he said oh we have to bring in a conventional sound system this just isn't going to work because of there whatever. are no fly points. I know this for sure now. I've got this confirmation on really good sources. There are no sound flying points in that room. No, I heard there that is there no are, way to fly there, a sound possible. system. I heard it's possible to pop the tiles and get some uh, get some access to the infrastructure of the building. I, I have heard that they that is not designed to fly sound. It's only designed to fly lighting. Okay, so it's a weight thing. You mean? Yeah. In other words, they can fly something, but it's going to be, it's got to be relatively lightweight. It can't well, be that's thousands structure of with, the dome, with the dome structure like that and all of the video wall stuff and everything it's got to support, there's no way it can't support a PA. There's no way that it isn't rated for that. They might actively discourage it because they want you to use their system because it's the whole shtick is that and the video is immersive. So that's they're not the going to voluntarily make it possible, but I'll guarantee you the structure is capable of it. I think I think I heard that it's uh, that there are 
tiles that will pop and there's ways to fly things in there, but I'm not sure. We're going to find out from Scoville. Well, they didn't fly any lights for uh, you too. It's just those four trees in the back. And, and, there, and there was, and there's some front lights on the front of the seating area, right? Well, the, there's a, the balcony can have a ton of front lights. That's what I mean. Yeah, those lights. I'm not sure there's a ton, but there's some. Yeah. Well, it has not to, to be, mention it, not it, to mention it's well lit by the by the floor of the stage and the and the background of them is so bright. It's like yeah. Well, it's, it's not just anymore. the background it's the, it's the side ground it's the foreground and that's what i mean it's everywhere it's the everywhere, roof system yeah. so they've got it's enough power for lighting is it fixed seating or is it reconfiguring it's fixed seating except for the general area in the front that's standing general area in the front which is about the size of a normal arena floor okay or bigger probably bigger right large area in the front that's that's what you'd call general admission no seats Right. And then there's very there's tons of fixed seats. Uh, one, two and three level. Is that right? The pictures I saw, it didn't look like there was there was standing room. Look like. There oh, was there seats. is. Absolutely. There's absolutely. no question that you look, you look at the yeah, look at the seating the chart when you go seat. when you when, when you go to buy when you go to buy tickets, it's called general admission. Yeah. Well, watch the video mm -hmm. I sent you guys of the of you, too. You just watch the video. They're all standing around. In the front. Yeah, they took well, they out. Have they it. have floor seating, but they took out the four seats and made a general admission for this concert. Oh yeah, no, kidding! I, I didn't realize yes. there was any seating with available. Seats, I thought it was all they, flat. They could, they could address the low frequency thing with aura shakers or something along that nature, butt kickers, whatever, in the seats. I mean, that's done in Vegas sometimes. Um, but well, they 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 do have no, that have built them, into the it. seats, and they have haptic built into the seats as well, so they could vibrate the seats. They could also add wind and moisture and smell i mean it's 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 really uh immersive all completely immersive a, a multi-sensory experience oh so they can make it smell like the nightclub used to when you were allowed to smoke still exactly yeah, yeah they can do that probably so probably so you know it can smell like you're in the restroom and you know or you're at a festival and you're out by the by the porta potties yeah, it makes me feel at home. That's what I could say, you know, but all kidding aside, you know, about this Bono thing about taking 90% of the room. I oh, find it totally really a rumor. To that's believe. totally a rumor. That's totally a rumor. Ken knows I think, though. Ken. I, I think How it's a you, complete Ken? rumor, you know, I mean, my, the rumor I heard is that 90% wasn't enough. So they had professional pickpockets going through the audience. Uh, and so they were taking everything that they could. That's what I heard. But uh, what do I know? You know, hey, Ken Porter is in the room, ladies and gentlemen. I see Kurt Hare's in the room too. So I'm going yep. to do my best Kurt Hare imitation. I'm going to make dinner while we talk. Oh, there, there you go. Very, very good. Well, anyway, I spent hours and hours on a program for this show. And of course, it's right now out the window. I don't even know how to transition to any of the stories I wanted to talk about. Just, just find the link between what you were going to talk about and subwoofers. Yeah, well, okay. Um, <laughs> let's see if there's one that i could yeah all right i got it i got it loneliness kills <laughs> because basically most of our audience already have left <laughs> and so it's just us chickens in the room and loneliness they found that loneliness is as deadly as smoking 15 cigarettes a day and more lethal than consuming six alcoholic drinks a day. And that's according to the Surgeon General of the United States. So basically, and the loneliness factor, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced it, you know, um, 
David probably hasn't because he's been in a, 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 a an amazing relationship for the last as long as well since the seven what was it the 80s 79 79 79 and i was there that time and then yeah and then so it seems like everybody in this room but loneliness is you know and so what they're what right now there is this new thing i don't know if you saw the logo but i am not making this up so there's a big problem right now with our society a huge problem with the the younger the younger males and because they're lonely, they're going out onto the internet and TikTok and YouTube and everything else like that. But now there is something even more destructive and probably could be a game changer for our society. And it's called Cupid AI. I don't know if you've seen this, but basically they're AI girlfriends and they are really now, they, they're amazing looking women amazing looking women and you can just basically go up to the site cupid.ai and you pick the woman that you want and you could uh, they and you know it's like it's like like in real life you could talk to them for free but if you want anything from them you gotta pay you know and so they'll say hey you will send you a picture but you gotta pay and uh, if you haven't been up there it's frightening it's absolutely frighteningly real uh, and I am really worried about what's going to happen to the people, you know, these young guys who are going to have these virtual girlfriends that real women just won't be able to compete with. And so these are not women, you're saying they're just fake. They're just uh, what, animated or what? what they're kind? artificial what they intelligence. Like? They're artificial. Well, Google Cupid. That AI. I'm not going to. I'm not going to have that in my Google search history. There's, 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 there is no. Well, just I'll tell you what, just look at the show logo uh, on Tina's, uh, you know, from Tina's uh, uh, logo. I don't know if you could see it, um, but basically, yeah, these women are out. I mean, they're just, uh, you know, they're, they're very picturesque. And do, and they, do they talk? Do they talk or do they, they just talk? Text? They smile. They react to what you're saying. You know, they'll laugh at your jokes. But if you want anything more, you have to pay. You have to buy a membership, you know. And it How is interesting. frightening. Wow. Wow. And this is. There's a link. There's a link um, we have from CNN. That's where I heard about this. I didn't know about it until CNN. And basically, they're really afraid that this is going to ruin a complete generation of the up and coming guys because this is not real it's it, it's it's the it's utopia of you remember, do you guys remember that movie with uh, called her with scarlett johansson and joaquin walk uh what was what what's joaquin's last name phoenix yes the joaquin phoenix where he fell in love with this computer voice well this takes it to the next level this takes it up to the level of frighteningness because, you know, as AI develops, it's really hard to tell what's real and what's artificially intelligized. And so that's something that, you know, so I guess that goes just right along the lines with subwoofers. You just can't tell anymore. Oh, stretch. Well, I'm, I'm uh, speaking of subwoofers. I'm, I'm kind of curious to hear what the deal is at the sphere about, you know, below 80 hertz energy is the is the holoplot so capable of below 80 hertz because it has a million, you know, four inch drivers, literally a million four inch drivers that it's not necessary to have subwoofers or what? 
Well, Lucas, by the way, Lucas Kruby is getting, uh, uh, what do you call it? He's learning it. They're teaching him about it. So, I oh, asked, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's on their list where they bring him to the uh, demos and they, they give him. Uh, you know, Who's they? Uh, MSG or Hollow Point? Oh, no, Hollow, Hollow Point. Hollow plot, hollow plot. And you know what I heard? I heard that 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 M that Madison Square Garden bought hollow plot for this. And here's here's a tip that I heard that um, PowerSoft is powering that whole building. I thought you just said QSC. No, did I say QSC? I meant PowerSoft. <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah, OK. Uh, that I believe. But remember, well, it's an opinion. QSC it could be QSC. No, it's that's why, that's why That's why I said Pat Quilter is no longer involved in the day to day of QSC. <laughs> that's funny. That's because he went to PowerSoft to, so he could get Maybe. involved in this. Probably, you know. Maybe. Yeah, but that makes sense because PowerSoft is the go to amplifier. Didn't MSG, By the way, didn't MSG put a uh, hollow pot system in the beacon? Exactly. That's, that's right. probably why that's probably why Lucas is involved too. He's in New York, you know. I'm told that they're gonna put one in Madison Square Garden eventually. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well they're they're all they're into Chinese food, so they're everywhere, MSG. I have you have to be very careful. Well you, you can run into them everywhere. They're not at Kurt Hare's house, so I can guarantee it. There's no MSG at his house. I can tell you that right now. Oh, I would, you should know MSG there. No, no, that stuff. No, no MSG. <laughs> That's the point of cooking at home is, you know, what's in it. Yeah. I yes, do- that is the point of cooking at home when you know what's in it, because when you go to a restaurant, you have no idea what they're putting in the food. Absolutely none, because you can't. Oh, see it tastes it. great. Yeah, right. Because it has MSG or it has uh, cocaine or whatever it has in it. Well, I don't think they're cooking with cocaine, but some of the better restaurants are probably using cocaine. Had an engineer that ended up in the hospital hospital this weekend because he has an allergy, and he ended up accidentally eating the vegan vegan entree in catering, and it had uh, cashew cheese, and he's highly allergic to tree nuts. So he ended up in the hospital. Oh, man. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, that one of the worst the one of the worst allergies you could have is allergies to peanuts. Pretty I, common, I've heard. Pretty common. I don't. Uh, they don't allow them in schools. I, you can't send your kid a peanut butter sandwich to a, a public school now. I just don't understand how somebody who walked into a room that had peanuts in it can then walk into somebody else's room and kill them. Because they have this allergy to peanuts. What is it about the body that is so reactive to just a couple of molecules of this stuff? I don't get it. What are you saying? Wait, what are you saying? Did some, something happen like that? No, well, yeah, sure. I mean, in general, it happens. You know, somebody gets on an airplane and somebody had peanuts in the back row. And the next thing you know, the guy's in anaphylactic shock. What is it about the body? That's so reactive that it's only a few molecules in the air can kill a guy. What well, else? I'm glad you asked, David. I have the answer. I, I've gone to school for many years. I studied the human uh, physiology, and I can answer that question. Uh, yeah, okay. And and here's the answer: nobody knows. Uh, that's it. You know. So just if you're if you're allergic to peanuts, uh, you know, just stay at home. 
That's it. And eat your own cooking. It's That's unbelievable how a body can react like that to almost nothing. And we can yeah. sit there and, you know, all sorts of other things don't do anything to us. Well, I have a daughter that is uh, allergic to red dye number two in uh, yellow 40. And we've been, been in the emergency room several times with her with <clears throat> highs, whatever, trying to get her settled down from that. Well, and those allergies can change and evolve too. My ex-wife ate shellfish and crab and everything for 20 something years. And then all of a sudden one night, boom, had didn't even eat. It was just in the sauce and it just got her. Couldn't breathe. You know, I had to call the aid unit and all this other stuff. Now that happens, you know, like, remember we were all doing Viome and, and that's why they want you to test every six months because your body does change. You still doing it? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at it from two years ago. In other words, I, 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 I've limited all the foods that they told me not to eat. And I basically have maintained my weight and I've been pretty healthy. You know, the other thing I try to do is, is stay away from, uh, inverse subwoofers. You know, if I, if I'm going to be in a room, I want them all facing at me. That's about it. You know? So are you going to retest? I, I bought the retest kit and I'm thinking I should probably do it since it's been a couple of years. By the way, by the way, one other thing about subwoofers and speaking of diet, it's a great way to stay regular. I mean, if you're constipated, these subwoofers, that's it. It'll bring out the best in you. That's all I can say. Not where Ken and I are hanging out. In front, it'll do that. Yeah. I always thought it was uh, to keep you regular, you had to eat uh, sauerkraut or kimchi. There you go. Well, I'm trying to keep it, you know, trying to keep these subwoofers in the conversation. On track, yeah, on track. You got to keep the conversation on track here. You know, you know what happened? Can I just steer you right off track? So I I saw this movie that was really cute, and I just want to share with you that I I loved it. It was a movie called, what the hell is it called now? Hello, hello, uh, hello, God. It's me, Margaret. Is that what it's called? David, David, have you seen the movie? Hello, God? Hello, something about God. It's me, Margaret. Okay, so let's just let's say, say it was called Me, Margaret, Hello, God. What's it so, about? You didn't see it? You didn't see it, David? No, no, but I know the title now. Hello, God, it's me, Margaret. Right. It's about a 10-year-old girl whose parents, one, the, the father is Jewish and the mother is Christian. And, the, uh, and so the, the, the father's mother is very involved in the little girl's life. But the, father, but the uh, girl's grandparents on the mother's side are totally not in her life anyway it's a very cute story about the girl and her uh her coming of age and stuff like that it's very nice okay okay well that's interesting that's it uh let's subwoof right back into i mean let's uh transition right back into subwoofers i mean the subwoof yeah, how, right how into the, it but... that was the lf content in that movie ken I think if I had the JBL subwoofers, it would have been way better. Hello, God, it's me, Margaret. No, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. That's it. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. That's what it's called. And 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 the subwoofers, uh, you know, they had their moment uh, to shine. Every once in a while, boom, you felt the bus drive by or you felt some things. It was really good. And now, did she have a cell phone in that movie? No way. It was based in 1970. See now, now if she, had she been alive today, she wouldn't have had to ask that question because she she would have had a smartphone, 
And the smartphone would have given her all those answers. And by the way, did you know that the average teenager gets 237 texts a day? Whether it be IMs from Instagram, Facebook, texting, what have you, you know, TikTok, 237 a day. Isn't that not amazing? That's uh, pretty amazing. How can you even keep up with that? You can't, but again, that's another story CNN reported. I wonder if there'll be a service where you can, instead of the AI girlfriend, you can have your own AI deity. You can custom AI your own God to worship. I already have that. Um, and it, it comes in, well, I'm not going to say it comes in a subwoofer, but you could have it in a subwoofer if you like, you know, any kind of container you want. But basically, you know, speaking of God, Brooks Robinson, he is now with God, um, the Baseball Hall of Famer and the Baltimore Oreos. Uh, he died this. He was 86 years old. Do you guys ever remember watching him play? I just he was like they was he was like the best the best uh, third baseman ever. Wrong team for me. Yeah, well, we were New York Yankees fans until the Mets came along. You know. No, I stayed then, a Yankees fan, but then I moved to LA. And then you became a Dodger fan. The Brooklyn yeah. Dodgers. Wrong, wrong hobby for me. You can do Sports. both. It's not a problem. You know, you can be American League, National League, have your teams. And if they meet, then you have to deal with it. Yeah, those were the days. Me, Margaret. Hello, me, Margaret. That was the days when you could get that kind of movie on Netflix. They would send you a red envelope. You remember that? Those days are gone now. With Netflix, the DVD. You know, they, they just they just ended that. But Blockbuster after 25 years. Blockbuster in Bend continues to have DVDs for rent. Yep. I heard that you they can, went uh, out of business. No, Blockbuster just, in Bend is still in business. Yep. And you can I rent heard it that out. they went out of business. There's one and it's in Bend. I just drove by it a month ago and you can rent it out and stay the night and watch movies in the Blockbuster. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So if we got nothing better to do. You know what to do, right? Yeah, and you know all of these modern sports arenas, Ken, they all have cardioid subwoofers flown in their arrays. Yeah, okay. So question for you, speaking of cardioid, what's the difference between cardioid and unidirectional? Cardioid has a pattern like a cardioid microphone would have where it's kind of heart-shaped with a little blurb on the top like you'd expect from a cardioid or hypercardioid, and unidirectional is going to just radiate like a sphere. Or that sounds or like another, omnidirectional. Yeah, I'm sorry. Another, yeah. Right. Yeah. Unidirectional would be, I don't think you could achieve that with a sub. Cardioids about it. So, so I'm, I guess I'm asking in relation to microphones. When you look on a microphone spec sheet and it says unidirectional, or if it says cardioid, what's the difference? That's my question. Well, I, I know the difference. The difference is, is the cardioid knows where it's going, but unidirectional, you have to keep asking, do you know which way? Uh, and that's why it's like that, you know. That's uh, no, not, brilliant. No, no. brilliant. Right, we're trying. We're trying here. It's supposed to be a comedy. Uh, but because show, right? to, to my to my way of thinking, unidirectional and cardioid are. I'm going to say I'm going to go out on a limb here and say they're the same thing. But well, I'm probably wrong. Isn't it more like all coin? All dimes are coins, but not all coins are dimes. Unidirectional is cardioid, hypercardioid, whatever, but it's still unidirectional. Gotcha. Okay. That could be one explanation for the use of the word unidirectional, that it might be hypercardioid. 
Yeah, or, or figure eight. The same thing. Yeah, so, I just looked it up. It's the same thing. It's two names for the same thing. So then there, check it out. There it is. There's Blockbuster Ben's you know, Instagram post. Of course, it's not in focus, but anyway, it's Instagram, uh, you know, Blockbuster Ben. They still have DVDs, it says. Well, there you have it. So coming Pretty back amazing. to the subwoofers, does everybody remember the when they did the uh, movie Earthquake released and you had the subwoofers, the, the Earthquake, does everybody remember what the brand of those? The yeah. those weren't they Squire 650s? No, they were Sherwin Vegas. Oh, okay. okay. My thing was Apocalypse Now. When you got your film uh, from the, the distributor, you had to have uh, Crest Amps and Meyer 650Ps. Oh, interesting. 50 R2s. And actually, the very first one only had a single 18, but they re and it was never thought of going to be a PA box. Uh, it was built specifically for that. And then when they got the back, they liked the results, but they wanted more power handling. So they took the same cabinet, changed the port, and put the second 18 in. The original one that went out was a single 18 in the same size box. And this has been another episode of Meyer History with Kurt. Well, let me give you a little bit of history scene was talking about space and subwoofers that originally Bobby Goldstein, Bobby Goldstein from Maryland Sound, he was hired by NASA to create the rumbling sound that the spaceships would go through when they were coming back into Earth. And they used the KF-850 subwoofers to bombard the spaceship with subwoof sound you know with low frequency sound uh to see whether or not the the coating of the spaceship would handle the re-entry into earth they still do that it's not those boxes anymore but the, i don't know what they're using but that's still a test that they still perform to this day and 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 not only does bob goldstein does it but eric what's eric's last name who used to work Lapton. for bob goldstein eric no. <laughs> he's the sound guy Eric, uh, I forget. Oh, Eric, anyway, Eric does it now also. He has a company that does just that, testing for the government. It's a big business. Eric the half testing. a B? Eric the half a B from Monty Python, those guys? No? I don't remember Eric's last name. Sorry, Eric. Greg is I'm missing sorry. his big chance to chime in here. Uh, Wait, my who? clock is running down. I'm going to have to go soon. Baker. Oh, you lucky dog, you. You lucky dog. That's it. Just remember, that's an opinion, you know? <laughs> Everything you hear today. Hey, before you do, did you buy a mattress from Costco? Did I hear that you bought a mattress from Costco? Bedbugs? Are you, are you basically, talking to me? Yeah, because they. I heard somebody, well, I heard somebody bought it. 50,000 people bought a, mass, a mattress at Costco, and evidently they got wet before they sold them, and so they're, they're recalling them all, all 50,000 mattresses, because there's a possibility that mold grew inside them. That's a big, Ew. big mistake. What, yeah, if you're a, interested, a Costco, we'll buying a mattress link. from Costco or getting them wet? Getting them wet, yeah. Basically, they've been recalled due to the risk of mold exposure. It seems that they got wet during manufacturing, and then they just they just released them and produced them, and then people started uh, getting mold in their bed, you know? That's why we always take the protective covers off the subwoofers after they've been in the rain. Because we don't want multi subwoofers. Absolutely. Good, 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 good. And speaking of moldy and subwoofers, did you know that Jimmy Carter just celebrated his 99th birthday? That's amazing. That guy's going to live forever. 
Well, he's in hospice, is what I heard. Is that true, or is that am I hearing? He, that he's in hospice, but he's, he's he's running around like crazy now. He was just outside at some sort of parade or something. So he could go at any time, but he's but he's just. We all could go at any time. That's the you know, but he's closer to you know. I heard I I heard I was reading an article that um he's so close to death that he will not buy green bananas. Okay, put up on the moral words of Monty Python, not quite dead yet. <laughs> but he was coughing up blood late last night. I guess that's it, you know. It's so, probably uh, later yeah, I finally meet Keith Richards. By the way, speaking of alien life, um, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it's subway. <laughs> I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. What about uh, what about Trevor Noah? Don't you have a Trevor Noah story? Well, yeah, you know, the headline tonight, are you visibly angry or are you lonesome tonight? So talk about Trevor Noah, what happened with the sound system for a comedian, you know? Did you hear about that, Kurt? What happened? I didn't hear anything. What happened? He He's on a world tour and he was in India and he he started doing his show and the people couldn't he understand what he was saying. Not because of a language barrier, because the sound system was so inadequate that there was more reflected sound than there was direct sound. So he said, "Okay, I forget. It. I'm not going to try to, you know, fix this. This, this sound people have told me it's as good as it's going to get, and so I'm just, just going to refund all your money." And so he had to do that. I think in two cities in India. Hmm. Where was the Myers system when it was needed? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, that's that's it. You know, it's uh, you know, even though it's a pretty much a um, self-contained system, you still need an engineer that knows what they're doing to get the maximum amount of benefit out of the system. And that's why that's why Kurt that's, here. That's true. These I, days, it yeah. might not be the, the proper scale. It might not have been a big enough PA for the space. That's what I gather based on the uh, the you know the video that I saw. There was a lot of uh, rumbling of his voice around the room based on the little YouTube video that I saw, and I gather that they just didn't have enough PA to get direct sound to all the seats. Well, you know what fixes rumbling around the room though? What's that? Did you know what fixes rumbling around the room? Well, hard to say. It might it might have just been it might have just been a question of they didn't have the high pass filter engaged, you know. That's true. Hey, by the way, nobody in this room won that billion dollar lottery, right? One point six tonight. It's tonight. I got a question tonight? for you, Jan. If we won that lottery, would we be here? Uh, you Is would probably tonight? be just hiding out, you know, trying to make believe that things are like normal. You know, that's what it would be. So if you know your friends would be hitting funny you up for guy. money. You're a you know? funny guy. You're a funny guy, Jan. Yeah. You you I'd would be, be ordering, you, um, you you would be, be as popular as Taylor Swift at uh you know you'll be as popular as Taylor Swift at like a a Kansas City Chief game you know that's it you know that's what could I tell you if, if you won that all right lottery. well on that note it's time to go I got dinner to make and stuff like that but it's great seeing you and I look forward to seeing you in the next time and uh, have a good one. All right, yeah, I'm going to hold all the rest C4. of the stories. Let me see if there's any story that I want to talk about that's really timely, that if we didn't uh, we didn't talk about it, that uh, things would be different. Nah, we can we can just talk about whatever we want. So, Ken, what are you making for dinner? What I call pasta stir fry. Got noodles, got a little bit of um, steak, 
And I got a red pepper, broccoli, red onion, peas, and a pesto sauce. You know, there is a app, I believe there's an app that you could you could punch in all the ingredients that you have in your refrigerator and it automatically lets you know a recipe that would work with all those all the ingredients. Did you know about that? About it, I don't I haven't yes. used there you go. I don't know what have it's it called. A Samsung fridge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they have it on a refrigerator where yeah, you could so actually, I, just, I mean, that's a smart idea. Like you could turn on the uh, camera and the camera sees what you have in your fridge and then you, it just tells you what you can make with it. That's crazy. That's it's crazy. crazy. <laughs> anyway, all right. Who wants to say something? Because I, I, I'm going to hold the rest of the stories till next week. There's nothing that I have in the stories that can't wait till next week. Everything could wait. Everything could wait. So I got something interesting, an, Go article, I, an article I found in Twice, which is This Week in Consumer Electronics. I get that magazine and I'm copying it now to put it into the chat. But it says, forget what you know about coil and magnet speakers. New solid state devices deliver better, clearer listening experiences. And you, you print it like you print an IC as opposed to... A, a moving coil. And it's a really interesting article that I'm about to post for everybody. I read that article a couple of weeks ago. And in my understanding, it's only for earphones right now. It's they haven't they haven't built it yet for they haven't developed it yet for bigger speakers. Basically, they're, they're using that now for headphone technology. Right. That's true. That's what I thought. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. But yep. you know, yeah, it starts small and then gets big. If it's an armature device and it's already in use in a lot of in-ear monitors, future sonics does stuff like that too, as opposed yeah. to around, you know, flexible disc. I mean, pesos are not moving diaphragms and uh, it's not like it's never happened before. It's just do, they're doing it better. I remember once this guy had something that they developed that you could put it on a glass window and it would turn the window into, into a speaker. A speaker. Yeah. yeah. And or your wall. I had that also. Yeah. But that never got anywhere. Right. Somebody had a module. It was like a two by, uh, it was like a 18 inches by 36 inches. And it had just a bunch of holes in it. And on the backside was a, um, uh, uh a sheet that had all the uh, impregnated with the um, uh, circuitry. And it was uh, all tied together and stuff there. And you put them in modules and arrays. It was like a long throw array thing. Yeah. I saw it out in Southern California one time, but that's been probably 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, sometimes good ideas come along that, but but they get bought and they get they they get bought by companies that want to stifle creativity. Like I heard a long, long, long time ago that this guy came out with a pill, just like a little tiny capsule pill that you'd put it in water and it would create gasoline in your car that your car could run on it. And of course, I heard that they that the, that one of the major manufacturers of automobiles bought it and destroyed it so that it would never be seen. 
You know who's really interesting? Neil deGrasse Tyson. This guy is pretty amazing. An astrophysicist. Have you have you guys listened to him at all? Yep. Sure. He's I was listening. I was listening him to today, and he was talking about car manufacturers and how they basically they came up with the idea of the car, and then they got the government to build the roads for them because without roads, the cars wouldn't do it. And then Eisenhower bought into it. Um, because he saw what they had in Germany with the Autobahn and that they bought, they built the highways are military grade so that they are basically, they don't go over the mountain, they go through the mountains. And the reason they do that is so tanks can drive on them without destroying the road. And the other thing, that, yeah, that's that's what he said. That, yeah, the specs that's for like the height of overpasses and all that and the width of things. Uh, the lane is a tank width and the, the all the elevations are based around uh, military vehicles clearance the whole thing was conceived of as a way to move tro troops and equipment quickly and efficiently around the country well yeah. moving and they also built it to where certain areas where they could land a c-130 on it because they developed a c-130 to do short takeoff and landing what they said it's, was is that one mile 12 miles of, one mile out of five has to be flat and they have the ability to land the plane if you don't have a clear mile every five miles, you cannot be an interstate. Consequently, the 215 in Vegas, one side is interstate, one side's not. Right? Hmm. 15 on the west side is is a green and white sign, right? Well, blue and right, white. Right, right. Well, the 15, well, well, any any three numbered, any three number road is basically a state or a county road. Whereas any two number road is a federal highway. And here's something interesting that if you didn't know, that if the if it is an odd number, if it's like 15, 17, whatever the odd number is, it goes north and south. If it's an even number, like 10 or 44, it goes east-west, like Route 66. And east, it starts west. in San Diego. So the lowest westmost is the five. And the furthest east, furthest east is the 95. And the furthest south is the 10, and the 90th is up north. But if you have a sub road that's part of the main road, it gets a third digit. So the 105 is part of the five. But so I hear those are loop roads. Those, those are, are loop, loop roads. roads. Okay. Yeah, they're, but they're, they're still part of the interstate. They still have an interstate designation. But the, yeah, they loop, it loops the 10 and the five. The one that starts, okay, coming in closer to the city, the one that has the lowest number, like 240 or uh, 440 or whatever, 240 is closer to the city. And as you go farther out, it'll be 650, 750, 850. And if it ends a single digit, like 170, that's does that, does that loop back and does not connect up with the main road again. It only goes out and comes, you get got to turn around and come back. One way, in other words. <laughs> Correct. These. The loop ones, the, the the even numbers at the front, loop it to the interstate. So if you're on highway interstate 40, 240 is a loop around the city or 440 is a loop around the city, it connects back up to 40. But if you got on 140, you wouldn't be back at, at the interstate again. Well, the 405, you know, splits in Anaheim and joins again, north of LA, it joins the five again. 
So I've got a question yeah, for John, you guys. I got a question for you guys that don't live in that don't live in LA. Did you guys have the Thomas Brothers Guide? Did they have Thomas Brothers Guide for other cities other than Los Angeles? Yes. For maps? Yep. It, they had those map books across the whole U.S. Well, now I know for sure, even though it could be an opinion, uh, you know. But they went the way of the dodo bird, evidently, well, uh, and the buggy whip. Myrna just bought one. I, she wanted to keep it in the car in case there was no cell service. So I, all of a sudden, I find the Thomas Guide in my car that's current. It's like, where did that come from? She found that on Amazon, I'm sure, because she doesn't shop in real life. She just, she just orders. So, by the way, Amazon is having the big sale on the having another Amazon Prime Day, uh, the 10th and the 11th. Yeah, it was one of the stories. See, we mentioned Amazon. I think they're being sued. Let me see if I could find the story. While you're looking, let me just say that I posted in the chat the two pages from that article about the speakers. Yeah, I want to talk about this next week. We're going to have to say goodbye because it's 6.05 and we've been on for an hour. But um, Amazon's being sued by the government in 17 states, uh, basically. But we'll talk about that next week. Let's talk about that next week. It'll still be going strong. There's lots of lawsuits going on in our country. And, um, you know, it's crazy what's happening in 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 American politics as well with uh, with with Congress. It's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. And with all that going on, with all that going on, the Senate, the U.S. Senate just unanimously passed a formal dress code that includes a coat and a tie and slacks for men. And the move was seen as reflective, at least because of John Fetterman's <laughs> his wardrobe. So now it's mandatory that everybody wears a, a suit shirt and a tie. Uh, so I just thought I'd share that with you in the Senate. And uh, I wonder when that's going to go into effect. But anyway, with that, anybody else have anything to say real quick? And then we'll come back next week and we'll talk about whatever we want to talk about next week after the uh, after the Amazon, you know, uh, the prime days. And we'll, we'll all talk about what we bought, you know. Anyway, uh, with that in mind, anybody? Real quick. No, goodbye. Well, that's it. Goodbye. Good riddance. Thanks for watching. Remember, if you know, if you if you're still awake now, you've really you're really a masochist and I love you for it. Just remember, anyone in the show should give us a thumbs up and share this link of the show. Actually, I would I don't think this week you have to do that. Next week, do that, you know. Next week. Well, last week's show was really funny. <laughs> By the way, this week I am using some artificial intelligence. So you all, anybody who participated in the show is going to get an artificial intelligence summary of what we talked about today. So I'm wondering how that will, that's a new feature that Zoom just offered. And so I, I have it running right now in the background and it's taking up a lot of memory. Did anybody see the uh, football game Sunday morning where they had the uh, all animated from uh, uh, Annie's room on Toy Story? So all the players were uh, uh, different, you know, basically animation. Well, we'll talk about that next week as well. I want to follow yeah. that league. Anyway. They started that last year. Yeah.
just remember, everybody, everything you heard today was an opinion. Do your own research. Uh, we've had a lot of fun today. We had some laughs uh, per usual. Remember to invite your friends. We don't always get technical, but we could. Uh, and just remember, you make it happen. So have a great week, and we will see you again next week for our 177th show. That's impossible, but it's true. All right, we'll talk to you again soon. Remember, make it happen. Have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And uh, bye for now. And with that, we are off the air. Okay.